Welcome to season four of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Over the past three years, we've been featuring exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. We'll continue that this season, and we're taking it up a notch as we seek to bring you cutting-edge insights not only about marketing, but about all aspects of your journey as an author. We can't wait to share everything you'll need to be successful in spreading your important work with the world. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm also the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, and a strategic book marketer, avid reader, runner, mom, and wife. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us reach more listeners. Also, be sure to visit weavinginfluence.com and click the blog tab to find all the notes and links for each show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. My name is Becky Robinson, and I'm so excited today to be with Nancy Sheed. Uh, We met uh, when I interviewed Laura Vanderkam on my podcast, and then I discovered Nancy through social media, and we had the most delightful time getting to know each other, and I knew that she would have a lot of wisdom to share with you. So I'm so thrilled to have you. Welcome. Can you share with our listeners about you and what your work in the world is like? Thanks, Becky. I am very excited to be here and talk book marketing with somebody else who nerds out about it as much as I do. And I think you and I, like for all the people who say social media is crazy and bad, it's good for things like that's how you and I met on Instagram, right? Yes. And I mean, I was was following you from several months ago when you had your own book launch. And I was like, I love her title. I love her branding. So I just like to give a shout out when social media works for good for all of the ills that we also say it does. But anyway, back to your answer. Um, I, similarly to you, I am an online marketing strategist. I work with writers, authors, and thought leaders, a few nonprofits, to think about how they best can use the online world to market their books. And so that typically involves um, thinking through their strategy for how are they using those online tools like their website and their email newsletter um, and obviously social media to create kind of the the story and build the community that they want to build around um, their their books and, you know, and themselves as authors and experts um, in terms of whatever they're doing. So um, that's me. I'm Nancy Sheed of Sheed Communications, and I've probably been doing it about, you know, I've been in the publishing world for about 20 years. I think that when you and I spoke the first time, Nancy, you mentioned that you started doing the work as you're doing it now as a freelancer, like in the late 2009 or 10. Is that right? So just a little bit before I joined uh, in this world too. Yeah. And I got started literally with one author. You know, I came from the, from the magazine publishing world and, um, you know, just through my network, one, um, you know, got connected with, um, Laura Vanderkam. Uh, and, you know, and she, at the time, you know, you have to remember 2009, 2010, Twitter had only just come out. Right. Um, so there was this thing called Twitter. There were these things called blogs and traditional publishing, you know, the PR arms and the marketing arms were basically still focused on doing things very traditionally. And that was, you know, get the press list together, send the books out for reviews, try and get people on television 
And so I was fortunate enough to get to start working with Laura um, from that capacity of, of, hey, what should we be doing? How can you help me? Can we figure out a way to pitch blogs? Who would be the bloggers we want to pitch? Uh, and she had a website at the time, but before we launched or shortly after we launched, realized that she probably needed um, a new website. And, um, and we started her email newsletter list. So that was, I mean, I was very lucky to get in at the ground floor when things were sort of taking off both for her as well as, you know, this whole world of online marketing. Well, so just a little detour about that. I'm reading Laura's backlist title, 168 hours right now. And I think she actually talks about it. She talks about, you know, figuring out how do I get my book to bloggers in that book? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and she's so thoughtful and meta and transparent about the way she does things and thinks about things. And that's, what's, that's, what's wonderful. And um, it, you know, I won't say time management was new then. I think her way of thinking about it was very new at the time and, but it was so relevant. I mean, it's still so relevant and, but it's a great foundational book as well. So um, I'm thrilled to hear you saying that you're, you're working your way through the backlist. I am indeed. Well, let's uh, jump into talking about book marketing. So I mentioned at the beginning of the call, one of the reasons I was so glad to meet you is that the work that we do in the world is so similar. Um, And, you know, you said something before we started recording about how there's more than enough work in the world. So I just want to say from the start of the call, um, I don't feel like any competition because we do the same thing. Instead, I think there's so much like learning and richness in being able to compare notes about the work that we do. So I'm curious to hear you describe the work that you do and what your role is in working with authors. I love that question. And it's so funny. I've started thinking about like, how do you describe your role? And I kind of, I, I come at it sort of more along the the line of the journey you know, thinking about working with the the author in terms of their journey. So, um, and how I work with them, you know, I was just thinking, you know, it's evolved obviously since 2010, but it also evolves with them as you go on that journey. So, uh, you know, the stages we like to look at it um, are, you know, where are they in their author journey, right? Are they, I want to write a book, you know, what do I need to be doing to be smart? Are they, I'm an author, I, you know, it's being published, are they sometimes, and sadly, this is not when we want to talk about it, they come to you after the fact of I've published my book and I don't, I'm not happy with the results. I want something, you know, I need to do more. And, and also one of the questions I always like to ask no matter where they are in their journey is what, what do they want to come from the book and and beyond, right? Like I, I, I you, you focus on book marketing and I always like to sort of feel like I come in slightly at a different angle in thinking about the author first and the book second. And, and what does that, you know, so how does the book fit into the bigger picture for them? And, and again, once we figure out where they are on their journey, it's making a plan with them of what they need to do. You know, are we just getting them ready to have a platform that will get publishers excited or get media and press excited? Um, are we helping them get their content out there so they can start building a community around it? Or maybe they're at, that's already taken care of and they're ready to actually launch the book. And, you know, as you know, that's sometimes much more um, strategic and planned, you know, but that's a very different feel, actual marketing the book than sort of getting ready for, you know, general platform building. Uh, And then actually, like you said, well, beyond, like the marketing shouldn't stop 
the visibility shouldn't stop after publication date. For many people, that's just the beginning. And, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that they, you know, they're trying to figure out how to get speaking gigs from it? Does it mean that, you know, there's press to be had? Does it mean that it's now the the catalyst for their next book? So I think being alongside them and making their plans and their strategy about how they execute at all of these stages is the way I see myself working with them. Um, ideally, they have the team or an agency, sort of more where that might be where you and I uh, differ, that um, is helping them actually execute and implement the plan. Um, and this is more the, the the mapping it all out and figuring out how to make it happen. Got it. So I'm curious, and this might be different for you than for me. I definitely am aligned with you on thinking about how the book fits into the author's kind of bigger picture vision for their work. And some of the most satisfying work I've done is really partnering with authors over the long haul. So Mm. for some, you know, 10 years and 10 books or, you know, eight years and three books or whatever, um, that's when you really can see an author start to get traction with building community and adding value to online spaces. So I'm curious from your perspective, Nancy, in an ideal world, when would you begin to start to work with an author in terms of thinking about how they can use their online presence to build community? I'm laughing because you and I both know that we always say they could never call too soon, right? Like, I do not think you and I will differ on this, but um, it's hard. I mean, I always say, you know, it's never too soon, ideally at least six months before their publication date. Again, it depends on where they are on their journey. Like, do they have, and what do they need? Like, do they just need a book marketing plan? That's a different story. If they truly kind of need a, no, I need somewhere to launch from before we can even talk about a book marketing plan. I've worked with people a year or 18 months out because it took us that long to, you know, kind of get everything ready. And we didn't, you know, I, I work more with traditionally published authors so they have a longer lead time, right? From uh, agent and shopping it and it's out there. So sometimes they come to me because the agent has said, I can't, it will be easier for me to sell this if you have a, you know, if you've got a platform or a plan in place for your content to be seen. Um, So I, I think it's never too, it's, you know, it's never, ever, ever too soon. Um, And sometimes we can talk, here's what you need to go do. Come back six months from now, and then we'll sort of dive in and go, you know, hot and heavy as it were into, into book launch mode. So, um, but I think what I was going to say about the authors is it's really hard for them. I get it. Like they would like for it to be this night, nice and tidy bundle of book idea, plan out the writing of the book, plan out the editing of the book, know that the book is done and then turn, you know, then get to start in the next chapter of, oh, I'm ready to market it. And, you know, what you and I would say is we should be along and thinking about the marketing of it all the way through the process. That's a big ask for them. I, I find it's a really big ask, especially, you know, if, if they're if they're hybrid publishing or independent publishing and they're doing a lot more of it all for themselves, it's a big ask to sort of get them to have their brain switch back and forth. Um, so I, I know when I say it's never too soon, I, I get for some of them, they have to sort of get the book done before they can start thinking about this. Yeah, I think that's probably one of my biggest frustrations, honestly, is this like observation that authors 
want it to be linear and really you need to be building that Mm. foundation for marketing the whole time. And I have a bit more empathy, you know, having gone through traditional publishing with my book over the past few years of really knowing there are those kind of crunch moments, like when you get your page proofs and you only have a few days to look at them. Um, And at the same time, like I still want to urge authors to to be able to do both at once if, if they can. And, yeah. you know, I was doing both at once and running an agency. So like, <laughs> I get it. It's not easy. Um, but, but the whole, the whole journey, I think is so much harder than anyone ever realizes. So I'm going to actually throw in a question that that wasn't part of our flow. I'm curious, how do you talk authors through this idea that marketing a book is harder than they expect that selling books is very hard or how do you deal with authors when they get in that place of like being disappointed with the results Mm, such a great question i i think again it depends on where they are on their journey it depends on um traditionally published hybrid published independent published right like there's a lot um there's a lot going on. So it kind of depends, but I think, I think in general, um, you also have to under, you know, like for them, uh, how do they feel about marketing? First of all. Right. So I do find, I'm going to stereotype here. A lot of people who love writing books don't like being extroverted marketers promoting themselves. It's not a comfortable thing for them. Right. So you, you know, getting them first of all, to just sort of think about what marketing it is and and I think getting them to buy into they have to be part of the process it is not something that they get to say here the marketing department takes care of that or here you know they typically themselves do not have their own marketing department they might hire you Becky right but but they still it's especially if we're non regardless they're still you know they're the asset they're the content they're the things that people want to see they want to hear from they want the insight from so they have to be involved in the marketing and it's a business right again i think you're they have they end up this isn't a it can be a sideload gig but this becomes part of their business of however it is that they you know run run what they do in their day-to-day operations so uh, what i first try and do is figure out what's going to feel authentic for them as we build the plan. So at least it feels like it's something they're interested in doing and they want to be a part of, or they see how it works and we get some buy-in. I think going in and saying, here's your plan without any consideration of, you know, Twitter's now a bad example, but, but that you have to be doing Facebook lives and you hate video, right? That's not just because video is all the rage if you hate video, I can't in good conscience talk you into doing it until it feels a little authentic. So I, I think figuring out a way that makes it feel aligned, and, and these may sound cliche, but I think, you know, aligned and authentic, or they're, they're the least bit excited about it is a big step in the right direction versus coming in with some overwhelming marketing plan that makes them feel like they're going to throw up. Yes. Well, so let's talk about the ways that authors can prepare to market their books. So given that we don't want to give people a marketing plan that makes them nauseous. Um, it's great we're talking about our business of, oh, we're trying not to make our clients throw up, you know, but <laughs> I, it's, I mean, I, I, I want to be honest, like I think you have to manage those expectations and I, I, maybe you haven't had those conversations, but, you know, I've had to actually talk to some clients and they're like, could you please not use the word marketing? <laughs> I'm, like, 
I'm like, seriously, they're like, yeah, it just stresses me out. I'm like, okay, we won't call it marketing. We're just call it promoting your book. They're like, that sounds so much better. I'm like, okay. That's good. That's so funny. <laughs> I have not experienced that. No, you're, you're totally good. Um, so what are some ways that authors can prepare to promote their books? <laughs> Um, great, you know, great question going into how, how do we make them less nauseous? No, um, <laughs> I, you and I spoke about it and I think I, I, I like to sort of think about it, you know, how are we going to build community around this book? Right. Like, and it again, goes back to, you can never call us too soon because the sooner you can start building a community about either you, your idea, you know, your message. Um, and for the most part, we're making assumptions here. We're talking mostly about nonfiction, but but I think this isn't untrue for, for fiction, right? Like, um, you know, building community around, are you helping people? Do they want to know what's going on in your world? But just thinking about building the community that you then can share this book with, as opposed to sell the book to, but the the more you've done and thinking about how to build community, I think is a, is a holistic way to think about it. And the very first step is kind of marketing 101, right? Like, what is that community? Like, who is your book for? Who is going to buy it? Where are they? Where do they want to hear from you? So I, I think, again, an author might not know that's marketing 101, but identifying that the community you want to reach, how to reach them, how are you going to build them? What's it going to look like? What tools? And, you know, sort of that is, you know, to me, the kind of holistic way to start thinking about it as opposed to, you know, here's your book and we have to use these 14 distribution channels and get it here. If you can really land and be clear on the community, it starts getting a lot easier. And I, and I, my hope is the author gets a little more excited for the work that's going to be involved in doing that marketing and that outreach. Um, I think the other element I'm really a, a strong advocate in, or, or one of the biggest questions I always ask at the beginning is tell me what resources you have to support you. Because you author, while you do have to have a lot of, you do have to do a lot of the heavy lifting here, you don't have to do it all. And this will be far more successful if you have the right support. And that's not just to say they should hire you or hire me, but do they have an assistant? Do they have a website specialist? Like just do they maybe already have somebody who's thinking about PR for them, right? Like let's talk about the team that's going to support this effort. That also is really going to be crucial when you are thinking about marketing the book and hopefully it gives a little relief, you know, or as we're planning it out, let's, if you hate, you know, you truly hate Instagram or visuals and graphics are not your thing, then let's, there are people there who can do that. And, and let's not make that one of your things that you suddenly have to become a TikTok specialist, right? Like let's figure out where you have the gaps there and figure out how to get the support there Again, I think that's going to just make for a, a more holistic plan and it takes a, hopefully some of the, you know, onus and stress off of the author. Yeah. So having the support team in place is a really critical part. And I want to just reflect on what you were saying about community, because I think what I've noticed is it's much easier to market a book or promote a book or share a book with a community that already exists. Mm. So in an ideal world, you've been building community already and your book is an outflow of that instead of like, oh, I have a book and now I have to build a community. Um, now, of course, that's discouraging for people who haven't invested in building the community first. Um, but exactly. But I think that's one of you and I talk about if it's never too soon, you know what I mean? It's, it's never too soon. Um, you may have no platform, 
That's all right. That's fine. But let's talk about where are you in community? Where are the people who support you? And how do you start bringing them into, you know, the community that you want to build? Or again, to your point, focusing on communities, maybe they're, they're already in and how do they leverage that sounds terrible, but you know, again, where do we take the friction away and, and work with what we have that feels, you know, kind of in alignment with what we're doing as opposed to pushing a boulder up a hill? Certainly. So, so I'd love for you to reflect for a few minutes, Nancy, about what you've seen change from 2009 or 2010 when you were just getting started to today as it relates to book marketing and, and the publishing world. First of all, tweet deck. Can you just remember having tweet deck like across that? I, lo- I, can I remember loved sitting, it. I can remember sitting for hours looking at like tweet deck, like this is so cool. And, you know, six hours would, would go by, right? Like, um, I, d- I did love tweet deck. Um, you know, I think um, what's happened is, is um, uh, several things. One, you know, when I got started, bloggers were kind of a fringe level B tier B way to get visibility. And that's no longer the case, right? Like, and you don't even have to have a big blog, but, but um, cons- thinking about, you know, there's a, there's a much wider array of places to get visibility than there were, you know, than the sort of traditional, um, very kind of old school traditional media from, from 10, 12 years ago. So, um, you know, there's, there's that. And so, so being strategic, it's almost, we have too many. So you have to be strategic about like, it's overwhelming to think about trying to be all places everywhere. So now it's now, okay, where, where can we be? What makes the most sense? And, you know, how do we do that? So I think you've gone from, um, too little choices to too many and how are you strategic? Um, I think also, um, I I do think the authors are more involved in their marketing than they were. You know what I mean? I think the push has been back on them of for this to be successful. It, you really, really, really have to be involved. I do think there was more of a separation of, okay, here's my book. Somebody else can market it or other people can market it and that will work just fine. And there's just, there's, there's, there's just a lot of content out there. Which then also gets to, um, I think one of the biggest changes is the spectrum of how people get their books published, right? Again, traditional was a much more sort of only path, uh, you know, 10 or 12 years ago. And now that spectrum from, you know, uploading a PDF on Kindle to, you know, traditionally published with one of the big houses, there are... an. I would almost say an infinite number of steps between those two, right? Like there are so many ways you can get your book published, so many ways to get support and getting your book published, so many different, you know, quote unquote publishers that help you in that, in that genre. And um, again, it can lead to overwhelm. I think it's exciting, but I think if you're just getting into this world, I, it can be very, very, very overwhelming. And I'm sure you, you and I both had those conversations, right? Of um, how do they're like, oh, can you do this? And I'm, you know, I've had people call me and say, all right, so I need you to help me get a number one ranking on Amazon. I'm like, great. That's not what I do. There's a specialist for that. And, you know, there are lots of specialists now that can, again, help you deep dive into a myriad of ways to promote your book depending on what your goals are and depending on how you're publishing. So I think that spectrum just gets, you know, wider and wider, bigger and bigger, fuller and fuller. And that's the good news. Like it's a whole lot easier to get your book published than it was before. 
the bad news is there are a whole lot of ways to publish your book and you got to figure out what makes the most sense for you. Well, yes. And, you know, what I noticed um, is just with there being so many more books on Amazon now than there were 10 years ago, it's just infinitely harder to cut through the noise. So the choice that you make with how to publish or how to position your book, it feels like all those decisions are more important now. Mm, Yeah. A hundred percent. So again, anybody can publish a book and you probably couldn't have said that, you know, 10, 12 years ago, the problem, that's a good news. That's the bad news. Anybody can publish a book. Right. So how do you do it? You know, that's it, an alignment with the, what, 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 what you want your book to do. Yes. So what excites you, Nancy, about this work? Well, what keeps you in the book marketing business after all of these years? It's funny. I, I think the reason I got into it um, in the first place was I love this role of helping people get their message out. Right. And so that was probably an extension of doing PR way back in the day of like, but again, I was doing PR for a magazine that broke news. So I feel like helping people who have important messages that can change people's lives is really important. And books still very much do that as well as the content that they're putting out into the world that supports that, you know, that book. So I think that's how I got into it. It's why I'm, I've stayed interested in it. It's selfishly. I like you, I learn new stuff every day from working with these, you know, experts. So selfishly, I I love that. And I think the reason I've, you know, in staying in this genre or, or working with authors or, or, you know, being excited about books is, you know, the possibilities for what, happens after you publish a book i i think it, it's it's really important you know whether you did it as a as a, a content strategy whether you did it to establish yourself as a thought leader whether you did it to just tell your story and hopefully change somebody's lives there's just something about when somebody can call themselves an author that has it it's just it's, it's a credential it's just a credential that i think gets them into a few more interviews it gets them on a few more stages it gets them into a few more conversations. It may even get them into other work. So I just, it's exciting to me that when people do, you know, they've gone through all this, this trouble of writing their book, that it just, it opens so many doors um, that I think should be the reward for all the work they put into it. Yeah. I love hearing that, um, Nancy. And I agree with you. It's always that kind of unknown potential when you're working with an author before their book comes out to wonder, you know, what could this book do? What what could be possible because the author chose to write the book? Um, I'm going to ask you one more question that's not on the list. I'm curious about what's one of the most successful approaches you've seen in your career? Like what's something that you've done with an author that took off and worked, you know, beyond what you expected um, in terms of a strategy or approach or a, an idea? And I have a selfish reason for asking the question. I'll tell you after. Um, I think a couple of things. It's actually the simple things. You know, it truly is creating, you know, sometimes thinking of, again, writers and authors, we all are. We overcomplicate things. We're in our own head. We do everything. And sometimes the simplest premises would make amazing um uh, we're going to say lead gen, but, you know, email captures, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to capture, whatever you want to call it, but just like creating amazingly simple ways to share your content with people or 
to get people to take a baby step and buy into your content. And by buy, I don't mean pay you money, but to give over an email address or get on your email list or get on your podcast list uh, or get on, you know, to, to download your podcast. I think we make it way too complicated. And um, if you just keep it really simple based upon some of your premises or your principles, you'd be amazed. And, you know, I, I say that in terms of Laura being a classic example, like she offers a time tracking sheet on our website, right? And um, it's just what we all need to get the kick in the pants to start tracking our time to figure out how we do it, you know, easily. And so it's um, it's the simple stuff, but it's it's having to sort of drill down and be like, let's just not make it too complicated. Let's make it really easy. You know, do you just open office hours? Do you take your, you know, I've got another client. She... I just had, you know, already had this amazing content that easily lent itself to uh, almost like an inspirational podcast. And I was like, it's already written. It's already written. Like, let's just take these 300 or 400 that you have. And what would happen if you flip that into kind of daily meditations for, for people? And so again, it's not necessarily starting creating something new. It's what do you already have that could be really easily translatable? So I hope there's a couple of examples. And I would love to hear yours now. Tables are turned. Uh, Well, you know, the reason I asked the question is because I have a client I've been working with for a long time and we're looking for, you know, how do we make the next book launch more successful than the Mm. others? Like what's something new or different we can try? So it's just been on my mind a lot. um, And it's a good reminder from you that it's the simple things. Um, trying to think. So what have I seen that's worked really well? Um, I have this silly thing. I always say, Nancy, I always say the magic happens when you show up. And what I mean by that is like when the author them, you know, himself or the author herself or whatever, when, when you are more like authentically real and it's, you're the one who posted the thing, or you're the one who, um, wrote the thing. I always think it's 10 times more effective than if you outsourced it. Mm. So, no, I think that's true. And I think, again, typically their time is, is limited, but I do say that like, you, you know, 30 minutes with you on a live, you know, especially if a community has been built, right. And they've been following along in the journey. Like, I, I think that's, that's so true is you don't have to produce anything. You just have to show up and be yourself and be the expert. And it's huge. And I think being vulnerable is also um, a part of that, like sharing their behind the scenes or part of their journey or how they became the expert and what they're expert in. Um, and again, being part of their book journey, not just I'm the author, here's the book. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. That's so true. Well, so what we do at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast is we want to leave people with one or two action steps that they can take immediately to continue to bring their book to the world in a bigger way. And so I'm curious, Nancy, thinking about our conversation today, what are one or two things that you might encourage our listeners to do if they're not already doing them to be able to build a more robust community around their work? Okay. I'm, this is my soapbox. And I, I just tell me that they have a mailing list or an email plan. And I, I should say email plan, but just tell me, even if it's 25 people, just tell me or start thinking about or putting together a, a list of people that know, love and adore you. And um, 
you know, and start thinking about, you know, sending them an email every now and then it doesn't have to be weekly. You don't, it just, if we have learned anything from Twitter imploding and people starting to sort of, I think, cleanse themselves from social media um, is that, you know, people still, they're not leaving email. They're never going to leave email. They might clean out their email boxes, but that's okay. So I really, I feel strongly that if you're not, um, if you, if you don't have a plan for email, then it's going to be really hard to build a community. Um, social media is great, but you don't own it. So I, I feel strongly about that one. And I think on a more, um, uh, another action step is think about how you're showing up online. And by that, I mean, not what do your Instagram photos look like, but Google yourself, have a couple of friends, Google you and see what's showing up. I always find when I start working with clients, they're surprised at things that I discover um, that they haven't. And, and it might be old content. It might be that the online world is showing an old version of them. So I think just thinking about and, and doing a little, um, navel gazing at how you're showing up online is a really good thing to think about because that's typically a starting point where you or I would start with them anyway, to make sure that the, the sort of story that the online world is telling about them is, is the one they want told. And I don't mean that from a crafting the perfect story, but, um, if you're over here writing a book about this, and the whole online world that people Google you says you're an expert in something else, or it's completely different, or you haven't touched, you haven't done anything online in, you know, four years. Um, that's the other step I think is is low hanging fruit that you don't need you or me to, to start thinking about what you need to do. But it's sometimes to me, the step people are like, really, I never thought about that. Or, oh, I didn't Google that. Or, you know, I, I'll dive in and say, tell me about this article of yours that is off the charts, your most popular article on there. And they have no idea, like they haven't looked at their analytics or they don't know that, you know? So I think just knowing how you're showing up in the world and um, is a good baby step. I love that. So there's two action steps for you today, folks. I hope that you will take this to heart. And if you've been listening to the podcast, of course, you've been hearing me preach about the need for an email list. So I love having that confirmed and reinforced. Nancy, thank you. Nancy, can you let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and your organization, Sheed Communications? Yes, thank you. Um, this has been great. So I am Nancy Sheed. Um, you can reach me at nancysheed.com is my website. That's N-A-N-C-Y-S-H-E-E-D.com. And I'm um, probably best found in social media on LinkedIn. Um, again, Nancy Sheed, that's not hard to find. And Instagram, my handle is SheSalt, S-H-E-E-S-A-L-T. There's not a lot of book marketing stuff there, but I'm, I'm probably more active there than any place else besides LinkedIn. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to continuing to get to know you and collaborate with you, Nancy. And I'm grateful for the time you invested in the show. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of REACH resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks. 